0: i uh-huh. What's going on, guys? Welcome to our 24 minute recaps number 30. Before we get started, please make sure to subscribe on all platforms at YouTube at Dime Dropper Podcast, all social media platforms, Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at Dime Dropper Pod, and to subscribe on Apple Podcasts and follow us on Spotify as well. So for tonight's recap, a little bit shorter. We've got three games. I'm going to start off with the one that just happened first the Wizards and the Nets, a wild finish in DC. Then I'm going to go to the Clippers and the Knicks from this morning. And I'll finish it off with the Mavs and Suns from last night. So let's get into the Wizards-Nets game. This is the second time they played this season. We, we talked about the first one. We watched the first one. And the Wizards played great. That was one of their better games of the season at Barclays Center. And why was it one of their better games of the season? Because Russell Westbrook attacked. And he looked hungry because he was playing against Kevin Durant. So I know there was a little extra something there. And guess what? It was the same exact thing today. We just came off a recap where I said that was Russ's best game of the season, but the Wizards imploded, especially because of Beal. But this game was the same for Russ, if not even a little bit better. Because he was attacking from minute one, straight to the basket, also hitting his jumper. But, the, you know, for both teams, these teams can't guard. You know, I know these teams, and I'm not even, even going to get to the specifics of it, because I don't need to. They literally just could not guard. No effort. They were getting in the paint. Each team, especially in the third quarter, you know, the Wizards did a good job of, in the second quarter, uh, cutting down the deficit. They were down by 10 after one. But in the second quarter, they kind of came back slowly but surely. Joe Harris was really hot for the Nets. He's had two good games in a row. And overall, he's had a pretty good season. It, you know, he, there's a lot of change that's happened with this team. So it's hard. He's getting adjusted to new teammates, new roles. Some games he gets seven shots. Some games he gets 15 shots. Tonight he had 17 shots. He was 11 of 17, 8 of 13 with 30 points. Which is insane. You know, Joe Harris had 30 points and they still couldn't end up with a victory. But the Wizards, Rui Hachimura, and we saw the return of Denny Avdia, which is great. I don't think he was that great, though, but it was his first game back. I also think that Scott Brooks was a little harsh on him at times, pulling him out. He only played 16 minutes. I think that Hachimura and Avdi need to be played more just for development purposes. But overall, I thought the Wizards got some good contributions from two guys off the bench specifically that got him back in the game. Actually, three. Mo Wagner, who we've said on this show repeatedly, deserves to be playing. He had 17 points and five boards in 21 minutes, seven of eight from the field plus 11. And then you had Garrison Matthews, who's showing that he can actually be one of a spot-up shooter. You know, I've talked about in this team, Davis Bertans and Garrison Matthews, or Davis Bertans and, like, Beal are, like, the only guys on this team that are reliable, spot-up, three-point shooters. And, you know, that's not Beal's primary role to spot up. Davis Bertans has been broke this season. But, you know, having another guy like Garrison Matthews that I've seen so far, he has the ability to hit those open shots. I thought he was pretty good. Despite the stat line, he was only 2 of 6 and 1 of 5. But he had a solid game. He was plus 8. Uh, Ish Smith, though, really good jolt of energy today. He hasn't been too great this season, but, you know, he has a great handle. He's very shifty. He's quick, and he was getting to the basket today. 13 points, 6 of 9 from the field, and the Wizards got it to a 6-point game at halftime. But going back to that no defense being played, li- I mean, listen to this third-quarter score. Nets 37, Wizards 36. You go to the fourth quarter, Wizards 48, Nets 38. So there was just no defense being played, and Drew Gooden was talking about it in commentary on the NBC Washington broadcast. You know, whether it was a screaming set, you can get in the paint. No resistance. No rim protection for either side. You know, no transition defense. No communication. Late rotation. It was just a not the type of basketball game that I particularly enjoy at all. However, the finish I enjoyed a lot. And Russell Westbrook continued to be aggressive. Beal started getting, getting more comfortable as the game went on. And, you know, Beal just started to show how clinical of a scorer he really is. Like, he's scoring... Like, before you know it, you think he has 15 points, he has 25 points. And obviously, as I said, you know, it is easier to score in today's NBA, but there is a, a skill that, you know, Bradley Beal is a scorer. He's becoming one of those scores that you... When you think a guy consistently has less points than he actually has, that means he scores so easily you don't even notice. And that's Bradley Beal right now. He got better as the game went on. But I thought the Nets had it because Kyrie was doing his thing. KD was doing his thing. You know, scoring on whoever was guarding him. And because Kevin Durant was getting so much attention, you know, they were throwing two guys on him. And that led to a lot of open threes for Joe Harris and another guy, Jeff Green, who continues to splash from the outside. 23 points, 7-10 and 4-5 or five from three. Reggie Perry only played seven minutes and DeAndre Jordan only played 19. So the Nets went very small ball and it didn't help because Westbrook was just getting to the basket at will. Seriously, and I love that. That is exactly what we want to see with Westbrook. And that's the main thing with this Wizards team, guys. They run on Westbrook. This team is not going to be that bad if that's the Westbrook that we get. Now, it doesn't mean he's going to play that way all the time, but with that sort of aggressiveness, that sort of I'm going to the basket and there's nothing that can stop me, which is what we've become accustomed to with Russ over the years, at least in the regular season. I mean, this guy, forgive me if 2015 is the only year of his career Actually, '09 9 as well, as rookie year. But those are the only two years he hasn't made the playoffs. Other than that, Russell Westbrook always finds a way to get in the playoffs. His criticism comes from his playoff performances. But in the regular season, he's always an energizer bunny that contributes the game fairly in positive ways. And tonight, he did exactly that. And as the game went on in the fourth quarter, and, you know, I thought the Nets had it in the bag because Beal missed a, a good look at a step-back jumper. You know, the Nets go up five. I think Joe Harris was... Hitting threes late. Kyrie was scoring. And then an unbelievable sequence where Beal pulled up for three, cut the game to two. Joe Harris completely rushed and didn't take a breather, just wanted to throw it in as quickly as possible. And of all people, to make the go-ahead three, Russell Westbrook, cold-blooded. Wow. I mean, that was just poetic. For the for a game like this, the Nets killer Russell Westbrook, the KD killer two and zero against his arch nemesis this season, and I was like I was out of my out of that I was out of my seat there I couldn't believe it couldn't believe it you know the Nets came back and Westbrook tipped the ball you know out of bounds really good hustle denying it to KD and by the way neither team could. T- could guard without fouling. The, the way the game was called was terrible too. That's another reason. The refs were calling everything which encourages players not to play defense. And that leads to more buckets and more baskets. But the Nets did have a chance. And TLC. Timothy Luawu cabarro missed the layup right under the basket. It was contested by Achimura. Arguably a foul in terms of letting him land. But you're still a professional basketball player. That was an open layup when you got the ball. Should have made it. The Nets. Absolutely choke one away without Harden. 146 to 149. The no defense nets continue. And guess who they're playing next? You know who. My clips. And we'll get into my clips in a second before we go. We end with this team this this game. I'm gonna read the lines. Russell Westbrook. 41 points. Obviously a season high. 10 rebounds. Four of them offensive. So he wasn't rebound hunting as much this game. He was just going for rebound, you know. Not as much BS. This attack mode, Russ, is so much better. And I'm always going to say this. This attack mode, not worried about his stats, Russ, is so much better than triple-double fiend, Russ. That just, like gets everybody involved. Fuck that. Get everybody involved. You're not even that. He's a solid passer. He's not great. He's extremely high turnover when he tries to get like overly passive. Get to the rim, bro. That's how you made your living in this league. That's how you became Russell Westbrook. Get to the basket. 16 of 28. 41, 10, and 8. Four of seven from three. That's not going to happen every day, but we'll take it today. And then Bradley Beal, 37 points in the end. 13 of 23. Two of five from three. Nine of nine from the line. Five boards, four assists. Scott Brooks, I still think he needs to go. His ass got lucky today a bit because his players played great and bailed him out. But a good win for the Wizards. They move on to four and 12. And maybe, just maybe, this can be a turning point in the Wizards season. It all starts with Westbrook, guys. And the Nets, the no-defense Nets, yeah. Kyrie, 26 points, 4 boards, 8 assists, 10 of 20. Kevin Durant, 37 points, 7 boards, 6 assists. Guys, Kevin Durant, I know his team has had a lot of things going on. He should 100% be in the MVP discussion because we're talking about performance. Kevin Durant has been as good as anyone in the league, basically. Yeah, not basically, he has been. Let's go as we segue into the Nets' next opponent. The Clippers going into New York. This early morning today, playing against the Knicks, the best defensive team in the league, because of, as we've said in this show, Tom Thibodeau, and they came out with energy. And the Clippers, I don't think it was our defensive intensity that was lacking like crazy. I mean, it was lacking a little bit, but we didn't have Batum, so our length getting over screens wasn't the same with Patterson. He's not as good of a fit on that defensive end. He's more of a post defender. And RJ Barrett and Randall were scoring on us like crazy in the beginning, RJ Barrett coming off curls, dribble handoffs, getting into the lane and, you know, hitting floaters and runners, and Julius Randle, who's just been great this season, hitting an array of shots. I thought we were going over screens way too much, though. I'm sorry. Yeah, over screens way too much, especially on Barrett and Quickly. You know, this is a team that everybody knows can't shoot the ball. A lot of teams have ran zone against them, and we were going over the screens, letting them get into the the middle of the floor, and that's exactly what you do not want to do. And they were making us pay for it as they led by 2-31-29 after one. I thought no one in particular on the Clippers started out very great, to be honest. But I do think that Lou Williams gave us a, a nice little boost off the bench in the in the uh, late first quarter, second quarter. That was that nice moment between Emmanuel Quickly and, and Lou Williams. Emmanuel Quickly clearly has a you know admiration for Lou Williams, and he's got a great floater game. But I thought we were, you know, he um, was oh of two from three, and we kept going over the screen. I was like, what are you guys doing? But uh, slowly but shortly, Kawhi started getting into the game. Patrick Patterson, he came in and gave us a really nice lift without Batum. Five of five from the field. Three of three from three with 13 points. Keep us in the game. Kawhi started getting better as the game went on, second quarter uh, especially. Reggie Jackson, catch and shoot Reggie, was on it again today. Not doing too much, which you love to see. But I think it was really in the second half where we made our – you know, made our made our uh, clip, put our clipper imprint on the game. And, you know, we've, we got accustomed to seeing third quarter Warriors over the years where they turned on in the third. Well, I'm loving this third quarter Clippers I'm seeing this season because we actually have a coach that's willing to make adjustments. And in the second half, you see differences than the first half. We were going over the screens a lot less, going underneath, and our defense just ramped up a bit. Paul George, Kawhi Leonard, and Kawhi Leonard again. Another very solid defensive game. A steal and a block, but that doesn't show nearly the defensive impact he has. His help defense, his recovery, his rotation. You know, he's been a first-team all-defender this year. We really tightened it up in the second half. But ultimately, it was raining threes in the third quarter, and that's why we took the lead. Kawhi Leonard started hitting. Serge Ibaka, who was fantastic on those pick-and-pops. He had a really solid game tonight, or today, 15 points for him. And Zubots came in and gave some solid minutes as well. 8.7 boards, 4 assists, 4 points on offensive rebounds, on second chance points. And Mark uh, Mook uh, Sr. came in, 11 points off the bench, solid performance. PG was okay. He was 1 of 8 from 3, but the amount of people that were you know, trying to act like he didn't play that well on social media are just clueless because, once again, what's more important? The stats of the win. I don't care about the stats. When you win a game, when you play 33 minutes, you've got to be doing something right, especially when you win decisively by 14 points. That's called good defense. That doesn't go in the box score. So, casuals, Gen Z bots, don't come at me. I don't care if Paul George scores two points a game. If we win, that doesn't matter. And that is something I'm going to get to in the, in the um, Q&A when we get to it, something about player fans uh, prioritizing the stats. For me, I don't care what any particular player on the Clippers does. It's all about the win. Kawhi Leonard in the second half turned it up. A monster dunk. Mid-range area. Getting into his ISO package and being aggressive, getting to the foul line. 11 of 11, but the three-pointers that were reigning in the third quarter for the Clippers. Kennard even came in and hit two of them. It was just, you know, we showed our class. And we were a better team than this Knicks team. And I thought if you're looking at it from a Knicks fan perspective, this game was there. But I think that Thibodeau, he's done a great job. But he made a mistake today. He left Randall and R.J. Barrett out of the game for too long, and we just extended that lead. And it was it was from you know Kawhi Leonard, Reggie Jackson as well. Catch and shoot, Reggie. 18 points, six of 12, three of six from three, five boards, three assists, zero turnovers. The Clippers only turned the ball over seven times this morning, and that is incredibly. You know, fantastic. That's exactly what you want to see. And Reggie Jackson, you know, four games now without Patrick Beverly. We really want Bev back soon. But he has been better than Lou Williams. He has been, you know, sixth or seventh best player for us this season, honestly. And I'm I'm still not going to apologize. But he has been very good so far. And I'm really enjoying it. And you've got to give the coaching staff credit, Ty Lue, but also the other guys, Chauncey. That real deal at a park hill. Former Clipper Chauncey Billups and Kenny Atkinson, Dan Craig, and the rest of the guys. If I'm forgetting anybody, drop them in the comments. Clippers, ten out of our last eleven. I I'm loving it, man. You know, right now, right now. I emphasize right now. It's fun to be a Clipper fan right now. 16 and five, the best record in the league. What makes it better is the scum in Utah lost as well today. Shout out Nikola Jokic, incredible game, career high. I heard. 8 and 3 on the road for the Clippers. The Knicks dropped to 9 and 12. The final 129 to 115 for the boys from Los Angeles, where we are right now. And we will end it off now with one more game before we go to our live subscribers. The Suns and the Mavs yesterday. This was the second time we'd seen them play this season. Um What's it called? We talked about we talked about it the opening night, the Suns and the Mavericks. And I, I didn't get to pay too much attention to this first quarter, guys. I'm sorry. But uh, again Devin Booker was out. I'm I'm hearing that it's his last game out. No Perzingus as well. No Dario Saric campaign though for the Suns. And I don't know why Javon Carter didn't play. Interesting just selection from Mani. But second quarter, I thought that the Mavericks, Luka especially, Started to slowly get into his bag. He started to get whatever he wanted, whether it was one-on-one on on guys, whether it was in the pick-and-roll getting downhill. He started to hit step-back threes, uh, started to get some free throws. It started getting ugly. The Suns were down by – they were actually up by two at half. But it was um, the third quarter. The third quarter is where Luka Doncic and the folks went up by around 15 points because the Suns just couldn't stop them. They couldn't score, though, also because they didn't have Devin Booker. They only scored 22 points in the third quarter. You know, they were struggling to find shots. You know, you don't have campaigners who's a good pick-and-roll threat. All you really had was Chris Paul, and, you know, he was better in this game. He was definitely better in this game at this stage. You know, he, he actually had a very good game at the end. But in this stage, he was, he was playing okay. You know, Mikhail Bridges actually was the, one of the people that started the comeback. You know, he's actually gotten a much better stop-and-pop mid-range, Mikhail Bridges. And I really like the way he plays, man. He moves without the basketball. He plays good defense. You know, those Villanova guys, those guys that spent two years or more in college, as we said in Is the NBA Getting Better and Better, please go check it out. It's almost at 1,000 views. beg you guys to go check that out because, once again, everything I say applies to that on a daily basis. But... DeAndre Ayton was being hella soft. The stat line completely lies to you. He was being so soft, and then when he's being soft on offense, he is clueless on defense. He was you know, not making the right rotations. He wasn't communicating. He wasn't protecting the rim. He was getting switched on to guys. He was getting cooked. But in the third quarter, as Mikael Bridges started making his run, the Suns started playing better defense, especially with Mikael Bridges guarding Luka. And, you know, one thing about Luka, guys, this dude, pay attention to him when he doesn't have the ball. He literally does as much work off the ball as every single person listening to this, chat, uh, this podcast right now. He stands at half court and watches the rest of his team go four on four. You know, you guys, everybody wants to talk about all the traits about players with the ball in their hands. What the hell are they doing off the ball? Because that's important in basketball. Unfortunately, today, when you have all these guys standing around doing nothing on a lot of teams, you know, um, you forget that off-ball movement is important. You know, because people don't want to move. because They don't want to crowd the pay. They want to clear lanes, whatever. But no, nah, Lucas standing at half court just sitting there is totally just giving the defense, like, a break. Totally giving the defense a break. And, you know, it was a good game going into the fourth quarter. The Suns narrowed it down to five. Slowly but surely, Aiton started to finish around the basket, get some offensive rebounds. And the Suns went zone. Again, zone beating another NBA team. Ridiculous. But... Abdul Nader, he came in and gave some really good minutes, actually. Good energy on the defensive end. Same goes for Etowan Moore. Langston Galloway, with that quick-ass release, started hitting some shots. Langston Galloway, 12 points, 3 of 8, 5 of 5 from the free throw line, plus 8. Abdul Nader, he only had 7 points, but he also had 7 rebounds. One of four. I don't know if he should be a consistent part of the rotation with Booker. If you're a Suns fan, drop a comment. Do you think Abdul Nader should be in the rotation with Booker and campaign and Dario come back? But he does give good energy. I just don't know how much talent he has as a as an NBA player. But the fourth quarter, one man took over the game. And by the way, Jay Crowder I thought was really solid in this game. He was talking on D as he always does. Playing solid defense, contesting shots, being in the right spots when he needed to be, and made his threes. Five of ten from the field, four of nine from three, 14 points. But the man who took over the game. And by the way, I actually have to give a shout out. First half, Willie Colley-Stein was dominating Aiton. whether it was the offensive glass, playing good defense. He even hit a jumper at the end of a shot clock from like the mid range area. I was like, okay, what's going on here? Willie Collie Stein, 14 points, nine rebounds. Josh Richardson uh, didn't really get the ball much. Four of eleven. That's another thing. They need to back to Luca. He needs to incorporate the other guys more. Uh, they need to be getting more pick and rolls. This, this the ball needs to move more. The way Rick Carlisle's run this team with just Luca, 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 is a uh, loser, loser, loser attitude because they're gonna lose in the first round again if this continues. I swear. Because once again, the ball staying in one guy's hands that long. I don't care if it's LeBron. I don't care if it's Luca. LeBron can get away with it because he's arguably the best playmaker in terms of getting a good shot that's ever played basketball, and Luca's fantastic as well. But nah, the ball is never, never good. When it's, uh, your, your offense is never good when it sticks in someone's hand that long and the fourth quarter, guess who took over the game? CP3, my man, we've been waiting for this. We've been waiting for a fourth quarter takeover. Like we're used to, we saw it against Denver very early in the season, but we have not seen it much lately. Chris Paul has not been too great closing out games and just not been too great in general. But he was getting to that mid-range area, taking those contested jumpers over everybody, and Luka started choking. turning the ball over, missing shots. His mid-range game, I know his percentages are up this year. Suspect as fuck. His shooting is so overrated. He's not as good of a shooter as, as we think. Just because he makes a couple step-back threes and ends up on your highlight reel on Twitter doesn't mean he's that good of a shooter. Bro struggles to make free throws. Honestly, I really liked Luka in the beginning, but he's starting to trend into the the direction of every modern star, a complaining, ball-dominant, stat fiend that is not making everybody around him better at all and Chris Paul made them pay with the mid-range the late game takeover it was a clinic 29 points 12 assists from my man CP four steals to go along with it 8 of 18 12 of 13 from the foul line Ayton somehow finished with an 18.17 rebound stat line even though he had a very average game but he grew into the game he got offensive rebounds six of them and was doing a good job in that aspect and then he started playing better defense as he started getting more confident you know that's the thing about basketball guys if you guys play basketball when you see a shot go in how much more effort do you want to put it on defense because i know when i see a shot go in and when i see them it's a momentum game you want to play harder on that end when you start scoring when you start making right plays in the offensive end it's all confidence game mikhail bridges was great again Six of 12, 1 of 2 from 3, and 14 points a fantastic win for the Suns. I cannot even stress how great of a win that was to come back to show that resiliency. And now that's two wins in a row, I believe, for Phoenix. 10 and 8. The Mavs dropped to 8, 8 and 12. But yeah, we love that, you know, as a Suns sympathizer over here. So they beat Golden State. And they beat Um They beat Golden State. And they beat Dallas back-to-back. They play Dallas again tomorrow. So we're, I'm excited for that. Hopefully Booker's back. But that's all for the night, guys. Let me know what you thought of this recap. Let me know what you're thinking of what I'm saying. Let me know how come you guys haven't been at the recaps. My viewer count's been a little down lately. I don't know if that's because the Clippers are winning and all you salty-ass Laker fans don't want to hear about it because you're too pussy to hear about the Clippers being good because you know we're coming this year. Just kidding. I always say that. I said that last year, so I'm not going to say that. We're just taking it one game at a time, playing our bread of basketball. All right, guys, we're going to the live chat with the subscribers waiting oh so patiently. Super chat's turned on if you want to drop a dollar or a dime. Thank you so much. Peace.